What's up, people? It's Brennan Circuses. It's your boy Caleb Salvatore here. And it's Nick Kohler. We're here with Lindsay Post on the podcast today. World-renowned psychic, right, Lindsay? <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> well, at least in North America. <laughs> yeah. North American renowned. North America. I've got clients in Canada and in the U.S., so. <laughs> Do oh actually I guess before we start we should let our listeners know uh, what really helps us out guys uh, before we start is just uh, make sure when you guys are listening to us on Apple Podcasts give us a five star rating if yep, you like add, us add some nice comments too yeah that boosts the algorithm that and we all love so much if if you guys um don't think that we are deserving of a five star please send us a message on the um anchor messages as well as what do you think we can improve yeah we want to know why we suck yeah exactly (laughs) constructive criticism you know all right so let's (laughs) that's right that's right and subscribe on spotify if you listen on there that'll boost us too yeah um i guess let's just dive right into it you said you had clients how does that work uh yes well i have uh clients i actually have a shop that is connected here at my home and i'd say about Oh, about 60% of my clients are local. I live in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is right between mm-hmm. Chicago and Milwaukee. So I live in between two international cities. Um, like I said, I, about 60% of my clients are uh, come and see me, or um, the other 40%, or even some that are just a couple hours away. We do phone readings, um, Skype readings. I'm available via Google Duo, and we also do uh, Facebook um, chats. Um, and then I also offer e-readings too. So I have a lot of people that will order readings um, via video mail, basically what I call it. It's a reading that I record and then I send to the client. They're a little bit less expensive. What are what are the kind of people that uh, like to do like the reading stuff? Are they people that are looking? My mom. Well, um, are they are they not necessarily looking? Yeah, for I read specific... for your mom. Lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I have. Every type of person you could think of. Um, I have a lot of local uh, elected officials. <laughs> I can't say names, but um, oh, wow. I've gotten a lot of them. Um, elected I officials? have your regular uh, housewife soccer mom. I have mm. your retired, probably like your mom. <laughs> um, I have a lot of um, men that come to me too. Some of them straight, some of them not so straight. But, you know, <laughs> terminate there either. Um, actually, kind of a funny story about the first time I had um, um, two men, a couple, come to me, and I was afraid to tell them <laughs> or ask them. They said they were friends. And I was, it was a really awkward reading because I was afraid to – they were asking about their relationship and kids, and it was really hard for me to kind of – I'm going, hmm, wait a second. <laughs> Did you have a did you have a feeling that those two were like oh, gonna absolutely. be with each other or something? As a matter wow. of fact, I kind of went around the subject for a little while and they started getting giggly. And finally, I said, <laughs> "I'm not trying to insult you, but are you two together?" <laughs> and that was the first. Um, that was about two years ago. That was the first time I had um, an actual reading with a couple that was same sex. Now it happens a lot more. Uh, I can work <laughs> be a minister too, so I like and what I do is I specialize um, in weddings that are not so traditional. So those okay. are actually the kinds of weddings that I like to officiate. Um, I can do Wiccan hand fastings. I don't know. <laughs> that probably sounds even crazier. Yeah, what are those? I don't know too much um, about them. Well, well the... um, pagans or 
what they're known more in the mainstream as Wiccans uh, have their own type of wedding ceremony. And it's called hand fasting or jumping the broom, which is something that you do, you jump the broom. Um, but it's, it's oh, yeah, they like physically called. jump over a broom, don't they? Oh, that's they? part of the ritual. It's a ritual. Yeah. It's a wedding ritual where two people are married um, in a circle or a pagan style. And, um, yeah, I got ordained so I could do those kinds of weddings. <laughs> I think it's perfect, though. That I'm just, I'll am just i stop in and say it's perfect that we're doing this on September, like the beginning of September, because Halloween's officially started on September 1st, everyone knows. so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's something funny too. I, my busiest month is October. Um, oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Only get readings in October, and it's like everybody wants to psychic in October, and then the rest of the year it's like psychic. Maybe it's because yeah. you got all the spookiness going around, and everyone's Spooky just season. like, "Oh yeah, let's go, let's go see a psychic." Yeah, that'd yes. be cool. And they all, you know, kind of they'll come and see me a lot of times, especially when I'm in events, and they'll think that I'm a fortune teller, and that's not what I do. Um, mm. I'm, I work in a manner that uh, like a psychotherapist or a counselor would work, except for I do it more on a spiritual level, and um, I use tarot cards. So I give guidance in that sort of way. So I'm, I've always been really curious about how the tarot cards work. Okay. Like my, my, like my dad has a set of them, and like I had some friends that had them, but like nobody knows how to use them or what. Like I'm just tell me about them. I have one. For I actually grabbed the deck. Yeah. Probably not. I probably should grab like the Rider Waite deck, but I actually grabbed mm -hmm. the deck. Um, so there's different they, kinds of decks. Yeah, they there are so many different types of tarot decks. I have tons of them. I use probably a different deck for everybody's reading. Everybody gives a certain order type of energy off. So different decks are probably like. They just kind of match up with that energy, and so do they have like different cards on them, or what are they? Oh yeah, the like um, here's a, something. This would be called the Three of Pentacles or the Three of Coins, if you can see it. And for our YouTube deck, listeners, it's <laughs> more about like hard work, delegation, but in some other decks, it can mean charity. Oh, um, you've got the Major Arcana and the Minor Arcana. That's a Minor Arcana card. The major arcana is 21 cards, and that's those are the more the life events that happen. They're like life, big life events. Um, you know, a lot of people are scared of those cards because they've got, let's see if I can pull any up, that are like, here, well, here's the, the hermit. And if this one's not as scary, but you can see it looks like it is a scary kind of image. The hermit just kind of keeps to himself, but like death, the devil, people get scared of those cards. And some deaths, rename them. This one actually doesn't have the names of the major arcana on it, which is why I like it too. Because okay. a lot of times you pull out that death card and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And it's like, no, there's a big ending coming to your life. And there's <laughs> something new that's going to start. No one's going to die. Oh, well, and they wouldn't be wrong anyway. Like, because everybody really surrounding that death card from the minor arcana, in my experience, is someone to actually have to die. Or not have to die, but for it to actually be signifying death. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I did predict my mother's own death. So oh, oh wow. That was kind of scary, um, but I well, actually, they, and I did it with a Rider Waite deck. I actually stopped using, which is one of the most traditional decks. I stopped using that deck probably for about five years after that because it freaked me out so bad. It was just- Oh, wow, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Man, that's gotta be heavy. <laughs> it was very heavy, very, very yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess when you do one of the readings, so you pick you'll first pick the kind of deck that is going to be appropriate to whatever kind of reading you're doing, and then you mm -hmm. just draw random cards and it kind of um, like I guess how does it go? Well, um, if the person's with me, I have them shuffle the deck uh, to get their energy on it. 
Otherwise, I shuffle the deck and just focus on that person. Like, mm. I'm focusing on you right now, Caleb, as I'm shuffling oh. Uh oh. So I'm gonna pull. Oh, we're gonna do a live tarot reading. Are we gonna do a live tarot? <laughs> I've never done this before. That's awesome. Heck I've yeah. Never, oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, there we go. We're gonna go here. Oh. So the first card that comes up is the devil. Shocker. <laughs> now, as you can see, this guy's like crawling, reaching for some help. Now, this is this would be something that is kind of in your past, or what we're talking about events that are just passing. There's some toxic situations in your life, and that's what the devil represents. You're, you're being confined by something or someone or some sort of energy. Um, now, let me see what comes up next. College. So, it's re- the, so we have uh, the page of coins. And this could actually be, um, a lot of times in this deck, this is about logic, even though the coins is usually more about physical things. This deck, a lot of times it's logic. It can be people telling you, somebody's telling you what to do, telling you, you need to do it this way. This is the only way. You can't do it any other way, and you're looking for other ways to do things, and they're not agreeing with you. Um, <laughs> now, there's a knight coming in, and it's a knight of cops. This is somebody that cares about you deeply. They're going to point this situation out to you very soon. They're going to show you evidence that this energy or this person or this situation isn't the best thing for you. This could be a male. It could be a female, but the person cares about you very deeply, and they're doing it for your own good and out of love. Um, yep. Yeah. You got a woman at the bottom. So, so um, she's okay. this. I feel like this might have to do with work, actually, because underneath that middle card where I was telling you, you know, they're saying they're not doing it right. This is usually this in this deck. A lot of times this points out a superior union. Somebody has to be a center of attention all the time. And as you can see, there's a red banner going behind this woman. She red flags. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. So that's just a quick four card reading. I know you didn't ask me a question, but what do you think? Um, I'd say it's pretty accurate uh, for the most part. Uh, I haven't really had problems with my day job, but there, there's other situations. Yeah. Right. And I think you know, I could go for different parts of your life. It's not, you know, like I said, you didn't ask me a specific question. I'm just pulling up with the cards mm. are going with your energy. I think that that was kind of cool, actually. It's like it's one of those. Well, it's one of those things where it's like even if you are totally just a hundred percent logical kind of person, or like you know don't believe in any that that kind of stuff, it, it's kind of fun to do. Yeah. If anything, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For, so for yeah, sure. that's kind of that's. I was just like when I do fairs and stuff. Those are the kind of cookie readings that I do. Mm. Sometimes you know somebody will if they have a question, I say what's your question. And I'll answer it a little bit more in tune to what they're asking. But since you didn't ask me a question, I was just focusing on your energy. That's what came up. So I'm not, yeah. that's the thing. People want to know the lottery numbers. They want to know what they ate for breakfast. I yeah. don't know any of that. I don't know anything. I just so there goes my, <laughs> I was going to ask how my fantasy team's going to do with the draft yeah. last night. But... You know, I could maybe give you a little advice on you know maybe you know which way to go if you ask me should i pick this team should i not pick that team but <laughs> i couldn't tell you what teams to pick <laughs> oh, you're good you'd be a millionaire right <laughs> right exactly if it worked that way i wouldn't be doing this it's like no, you said it, um, it seemed a lot more i actually uh, majored in political science in college so oh nice <laughs> definitely it, it, a calling. it's the opposite it's... of everything that i learned 
It's it's like you had said before. It's a lot more introspective than Very just much. like specifics. Very um, so have you done like seances where you can talk to dead people or? I don't do seances per se, but I am a medium. I do um, connect with the other side. That is one of the services I offer. Okay. Um, I also am certified in grief counseling, and I do a lot of that. Um, what I have found, and this is going to sound hokey for people that are skeptical, but a lot of times those type of readings where you're reaching out to the other side are just as therapeutic for the deceased as they are for the people that are wanting closure. Because a lot of times you have spirits that hold on. You know, when people die, they don't cross over right away. They stick around for a little while. Time isn't linear. So what could be a day to us could be five seconds to them. They don't realize that they're holding on as long as they're holding on sometimes. And they just want that same closure that the living want, their loved ones want. What's your what's your personal experience with dealing with uh, with like spirits like that? Like or a per, couple of personal experiences. Oh my God. I always love hearing these stories. These are always cool. Oh, I think we just dropped um, them. No, we're good. I've been in contact with spirits my entire life. My first one was actually my my first memory of one was my deceased grandmother, and it was uh, I was in kindergarten. I know that much. Or maybe I was preschool. I was very young, and I know there had been a babysitter at the house with me. But I remember wanting to go to the funeral so bad, and none of the adults let me go. They kept telling me I wouldn't understand. And I understood my grandma was gone. She wasn't coming back, and I wanted to say goodbye. And I remember I was in my room, right. and her room, where she slept the last few months of her life, was directly across the hall from mine. And I saw her in my mind's eye sitting on the bed. So I walked in there, and I could hear her voice, um, see pictures in my mind's eye. Um, and basically, she was communicating with me, telling me that goodbye, she loved me. And there was a part that adults don't really, um, it was either something like adults don't understand or they don't always listen to children. Um, it's, it was that whole, like, speak and, you know, or speak, be quiet, you know, you be spoken to, not, I can't get the words out. But you know, it was, the, it, that was her right. generation. And that's how they raised their children who were not letting me go to the funeral. And that was mm -hmm. the whole vibe that I got from her. And as that, that was a very calming experience. But as I, I got older, I started to get very scared because there were a lot of spirits that I would come in contact to and I wouldn't know if they were good or bad, what they wanted. Um, this was in not my, well, one of two of my childhood homes. The second childhood home we moved into was, well, my father already owned it was it had a very much it had a dark presence in it most of my life um eventually mm. as i got older um i learned how to get rid of it and we did get rid of it um but i remember hearing and i had friend i had a friend that was there one of the three times i heard this blood curdling scream coming from the basement nobody around um everybody in my family can tell you stories where they've come home and the rooms have been rearranged um they've seen visuals uh, i had a sleepover when i was about 10 or 11 and we were all upstairs where a lot of the activity occurred and uh, we were playing a board game and all of a sudden the door the windows my birthday is in november so the windows weren't open <laughs> trust me it was cold outside right um yeah in had, wisconsin yeah <laughs> yes we had very thick carpeting and the door you really need some friction to pull the, this door closed there was no slamming it shut that thing went 90 miles an hour and slammed shut 
All of the girls took off screaming, running downstairs out the front door. <laughs> I mean, and this was me too. I was very scared of these things. And, and even to this day, I sleep with a nightlight because I find um, at night, a lot of the times when I'm sleeping, that's when spirits that like to screw with me. Um, and when I say that, I've woken up to my bed being shaken, my name being called, being poked in the head. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, have you ever had like I know you said you you speak with the other side. Have you ever connected with something that you could tell was just like pure evil? Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. And those are that's something that, um, like I said, the second my second child at home, we had and we had something terrible in it for many years. And eventually, when I, as I got older, I learned how to get rid of it with the help of. Some elders um, and we got rid of it thankfully and I mean the interesting thing was that house was dark for a number of years you would hear banging on the walls all of that stopped and um, just light came flooding into the house and that was really amazing um, but yeah I have a, I do come into contact with things beings like that but one thing you learn over the years is how to protect yourself um, sometimes I have people call me and they say, I've got something terrible in my house. I need you to get rid of it for me. And I say, I'll come read it. But if it's really something that evil, I don't deal with demons. You're going to have to call your local priest because I just don't, <laughs> I don't want the attachment. Um, <laughs> I truly believe that, um, there was a demon responsible for my divorce. We moved into an apartment that had a lot of demonic activity in it. And, uh, my ex-husband wanted getting very depressed uh over a period of about two years and he left me for another woman which was very interesting i know that doesn't sound very odd at all but this we had a perfectly fine marriage when we moved into that house and um once i moved out of that house everything kind of went back to normal within a period of time hmm. um and it's unfortunate because i me and the people that are close to us all believe that we'd still be married to this day had we not had that few years of our life that was just the things that would happen were crazy. I mean, just it completely insane. Just the and way everything went down. I mean, he like a bunch of stuff that. that weren't like in your control and stuff oh, like that. Right, exactly. Things that weren't even in his control, like his friends. He lost all contact with all of his friends that he had been speaking to for years and years and years. Oh, oh wow. One woman. And if he looked in her eyes, you could see that there was nothing there. And I was not the only person that saw that. Like, she was an actual right. And he actually had to move with my son across the country to get away from her. This guy's laughing mm. at me. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. No, I'm saying I know people like that. No. Yeah. You can look them and it's just like nothing there. Canada now to get away yeah. from her. And so he could go back to things would just start going back normal. It was just very, uh, I mean, I could go on for hours and hours and hours about that. And a lot mm -hmm. of people did think I was crazy when I would talk about it at the time. But now after all has been said and done, and it's been seven years now, people are like, you were right. Oh my God. That, all, <laughs> that synchronicities that went on for, you know, so. What, yeah. what do you think is it? And I guess that's what confuses me with the demons are they like people that passed away and they're no. just hateful no they're, so they're their own thing they're their own thing they're their own energy 
Um, I, this is um, just my belief, but I strongly believe that there is a war on this plane, Earth, this Earth plane, against good and evil. Good being angels, because the angels have a much higher frequency vibration, and demonic energy has a very low vibration. And I believe that it's basically angels and demons kind of at war, and I know that sounds completely cliche, but I mean, you see the same thing with angels too. I mean, sometimes you'll get into a car accident, this happened to me, and somebody will show up in the middle of nowhere and tie a tourniquet, tourniquet around your severed artery, and they're, all of a sudden the ambulances show up, they're gone, and your life was saved, and there's not a scratch on your baby. And the car's right. You know what I mean? Like, it goes both ways. But, um, you know, I, that's that's my belief that there's it's those two energies that are kind of fighting each other. But I also don't think it's a terrible thing because balance is very um, a very integral part of our being and our existence. And within ourselves, we have to learn how to balance the, the divine masculine and the divine feminine. We have to learn how to balance happiness and sadness our emotions, everything, our lives, you know, our social lives and our work lives, you know, balance is very important. So there's the balance between good and evil. We can't have all good and we can't have all evil. We have to be somewhere in between and that's where that human spirit comes in. I would, I would say to anybody that would argue against that to like, man, people have been saying that since like the dawn of civilization. Right. Yes, <laughs> so, they have. They have. so that's gotta be some kind of conventional wisdom. And also too, people have always, said had some kind of version of that too like demons and then like you yin know divine yang. beings and stuff but yeah like yin and yang and like it's all across like all cultures it's kind of crazy absolutely absolutely so yeah so that's basically you know when i give a reading too and a lot of negative stuff kind of seems to come up i always like to point out the silver lining to it because there always is imbalance in readings whether they're super good or super bad there's always that other aspect to it when you say negative stuff, is it like negative stuff going on in that person's life or is it negative stuff that they're like acting like or something like a that? A lot of times it's their own actions. Um, a lot of people have trouble being honest. There's a lot of um, <laughs> yes. drug abuse, alcoholism in this world that people don't like to talk about, which again causes dishonesty. There's a lot of um, psychological behaviors that aren't healthy for us. We're all human and we all have these issues. I have these issues. I can dish it but I may not be great at doing it, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's, it's really like, you know, pointing these things out and saying, Hey, maybe you should back up a little on this and maybe you should, you know, focus on the fact that you have these wonderful children in your life and, you know, you want to raise them the best instead of thinking that saving your marriage that cannot be saved is going to save the children. Oh, okay. You know? Yes, so a lot of times people just need to be told. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. A lot of times that's what it is. Yeah. Sometimes. And a lot of times people know everybody has a sixth sense. I'm not special. Mm. I just am more developed because I choose to develop my, my abilities. Everybody has a sixth sense. A lot of people come in knowing. They just need that verification from somebody that, hey, this is what it is. I want to I want to go back to the the evil spirits stuff and everything. Yeah. One thing I've heard is a super common thing that you know people talk about is like how they bind to like a certain object or something like that. Oh, absolutely. I just had a case like this a couple months ago um about with a dresser. Yeah, Something we have a the... dresser at an estate sale 
And um, <laughs> the boyfriend was like, no, don't get it. Don't bring it in. That's something wrong with this dresser. And the girlfriend was like, no, no, we can refinish it. It'll be great. They bring it in. He gets depressed. He gets he's, all the stuff's going on. They open it up and they find like a bonnet from the 1800s. Oh. Some kid. Yes. And I was just like, okay, first thing, sirs, get it out of your house. Like, out don't of your house. Don't burn it, though, right? Can you burn it? Attach to that object that's attaching to your boyfriend. Get it out of the house. <laughs> what if you <laughs> burn it? Stuff. There's some cleansing that needs to be done. And really, that I mean, that was basically the case. It was, there was something attached to that object mm-hmm. that immediately was attracted to the male that lived in that house and wanted to attach to him. And mm-hmm. as we got deeper into it, he had a child that had passed away. He was also um, a foster child, I believe. Uh, but there was it was a child that was trying to attach to this person that had these same kind of feelings and emotions and energy that this child attached to the stressor had. So it was not a good thing that this child, what the child needed to do was cross over. <laughs> Obviously, it, it, it was it was an old dresser. So I mean, I was getting like 1800s. So it had been on this earth. But like I said, time is not linear. So for, for that yeah. child, it could have been here, it felt like it's been here for five years. You know, right. but it was attaching yeah. to this man that had that same kind of, he was a kindred spirit. And Nick, Nick had a, brought up an interesting point. He said, don't burn it. What happens if you burn it, I guess? Um, yeah, that's what I've always heard. You know, that's, uh, that's a, that, that comes from more of a, a protection standpoint. If you burn it without the proper, like, circle of protection, the proper knowing to say the proper things, doing it, I guess, in a respectful way, that's the proper protection. Um, a lot of people okay. think, oh, my God, I'm terrified. I need to just burn this and get rid of it. No, mm-hmm. because then you're now you're gonna piss whatever's attached to it off because you didn't do it in a respectful way. Now it's gonna be mad because it's just being forgotten and brushed aside. It's kind of like not giving a soul a funeral, <laughs> not giving them okay. a right, exactly. And it just makes them mad. And now they got something else to hang on to. So because well, we had a Ouija board. More what it's about burning things aren't isn't at least you know there's. People from that different have different schools of thought. I believe right. that it's more burning is okay. It's just you need to do it in a respectful manner. We had a Ouija board when we were kids, and I'm in my 20s now, so I, my mom won't kick me out of the house for talking about <laughs> how we fucked around with a Ouija board. But yeah. uh, your mom would definitely kick you out of the house for doing that. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I a 13-year-old son, if he ever brought a Ouija board in this house, he would be in so much trouble, and he knows it. So my 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 issue with the Ouija board is like it's made by Hasbro. So I mean it's not it's not the it's the that fact that you're so trying to bring something to through it. What's that? That makes me so mad that they market it to children. Yeah, not well that's that's my thing. I gotta I gotta be 21 to buy a bottle of beer, but if I want to summon the devil, I can be 12, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> that's, that's the okay. same thing for some you people, know, though. As everybody knows, you know, this stuff is just a bunch of hocus pocus. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah no we we fooled around with the ouija board nothing happened we were like 18 nothing happened um, you know and that's good it's not it doesn't mean something's gonna happen every time you use it but they do open doors they can open doors well nothing and, happened that day okay but like a week later my mom's like yeah i saw a guy standing behind your brother and then i get a call like two days later from my brother saying are you home i'm like no i've been gone for four hours what are you talking about 
And he goes, well, I just saw someone walk into your room and there's no one in there. I'm like, okay, don't go in there. (laughs) (laughs) See, And, you know, it doesn't mean you summon the devil. It just means you opened a door and a spirit walked through. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's that's where the the danger comes from because you never know. It's kind of like, you know, it's a can of worms. You don't know what you're opening up. You don't know what's going to walk through. You know, might be a kind old lady, might be a guy that... it, it, it a lot. <laughs> What's that? I said it doesn't mean you're going to summon the devil, but it, it can happen. There's a right. <laughs> it, it could be a kind old lady or it could be a deceased Nazi. You never yeah, know. You know. Right. You never know what you're going to get. So that's why it's. I, I don't believe that children should be messing with Ouija boards at all. I think it should be something that if you're going to use one, you need to know what you're getting into and what you're doing. There needs to be some sort of research done before you actually use one yeah we torched ours (laughs) (laughs) most people do once they start staring at them but yeah i don't (laughs) i won't i won't do it again i don't even mess with any of that kind of stuff man so i know i know you so you live up in wisconsin you say you work with a lot of people up in canada too as well Mm -hmm. um are they just are are, do you ever work with like any of the inuit people up there at all or Uh, or anyone we, uh, no, none of the Inuits. I don't go that. I, none of my clients are that far up north, but we do have okay. um, a um, a couple of reservations here up in up north and mm-hmm. in um, Minnesota and in the Michigan region. And um, there are some tribes in that area that I've worked with. So I what is, what is their kind of? I do. Um, I'm not like I know a bit about shamanism, but I'm not a big. Okay. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not a, a shaman at all. Um, I'm more of a neo-pagan. Um, so, but, you know, I, yes, I have worked with um, different tribal beliefs. But, you know, one thing that I have found is they all kind of come back to the same belief that we're all one energy and we're all part of this earth. Um, it's kind of interesting. When I learned how to read the tarot cards, um, I was taught to cut that three times with your left hand. I was told the left side was our intu- or the right side of our brain was the intuitive side of our brain. That's why I use our left hands. I learned from a Native American that when they do offerings with their tobacco, they use the left hand because it's the hand that's closest to your heart. So it's interesting. How, and the left, you know, the left side has always been associated with the goddess. It's just interesting how in different cultures these things kind of line up. Yeah, that's what I was kind of curious about, about like the different cultural similarities between those. Um, are there any others like that that are? You- oh, gosh. Actually, as a matter of fact, like I said, I'm more neo-pagan, but I actually go to a, a universalist church, which, um, and I know church, that, like when you say church, you think, oh, Catholic, Christians. But it's, um, what the universalists are is it's basically, um, it's not creed-based, it's covenant-based. So anybody of any belief can go there. There's no uh, relig- one religious text. There's no, um, nobody preaches one thing. It's more of about, um, you know, loving, being one with the earth, loving your fellow brother, um, treating everybody with respect, equality, justice. Um, and I know that it sounds like it gets a little bit political and there is, a, it's a very democratic church. Um, but that's, Kind of what I like about it so much is because you can have people of all different backgrounds and what we find is they all come back, even 
Christian Christianity, Judaism, they all basically come back to the same beliefs, the core principles. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's one of the cool things I I think about religion is that like all the different ones have so many similarities like that. So I can definitely see how that goes. I had a lot of experience uh, living down south, uh, down in El Paso, okay, uh, dealing with kind of like the Mexican culture, dealing with yeah, with the, with the spirits and everything. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from my wife about that kind of stuff. Then I'm I'm curious, have you ever gone that? Fo- I I know you're up in Wisconsin, but have you ever I, gone that far south? We have a lot. We have uh, well, Waukegan, Illinois, and especially down towards Chicago, we have a huge Hispanic community, and I actually mm. deal with. A lot, lot more than of that than you think. Um, I, I actually wish I would learn Spanish because I have sometimes have people bring their kids in to translate their readings for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I get a lot of that. I actually keep some antidotes on hand for sale in my shop, uh, just because um, with Bruharia, uh, you know, there's they want floor washes, they want the herb baths, they want the evil eye jewelry, which I believe in so much. I I've always got my evil my evil eyes on. Um, What's that? So, you know, it's yeah. It's, what's what's that evil eye on. stuff? What, what is that? <laughs> well, there's actually if you look, it's there's pretty much one in almost every culture. They're just formed different way or they're shaped different way. Um, I like the Indians have them in a hand. Um, my favorite. Um, I actually have a pillow here that's just a blue evil eye. Uh, my logo is actually in a triangle. But uh, basically, what the evil eye does is it sends back jealousy. People can hex you without even knowing it because magic's all up here in the mind. Um, it's basically jealousy, um, hatred directed at one person and directing all that energy at one person. And then they find themselves having bad luck or they find yeah. everything going wrong. And you know, wearing these talismans, I believe it. Some people don't believe it, whatever. It's, I guess you could call these talismans more of kind of uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a superstition. But basically the eye, especially if it's blue, um, is supposed to send that, if that happens to you and you are afflicted with that, it sends it back to the sender. So if somebody's focusing all that evil energy on you, basically the eyes watch, the evil eyes watching. It's watching out for the evil. And it's gonna see it and it's gonna deflect it back to the sender. And That's so crazy. <laughs> my, my wife was telling me about uh, like with Mexican witchcraft, right? That's what she, her name for it. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, if anybody is, does it, they got to be careful because if you find out about it, you can, and you get rid of it, it reverses it back onto them. And, mm-hmm. and in, I um, was like, Durr. and in paganism, we believe it's threefold. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> right. the rule of three, ever mind the rule of three. What you put out comes back to thee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy because, yeah, because that's like, you know, 2,000 miles south right. <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nuts. They And um, she, she was always uh, always just telling me some stuff about like that, about how like the Mexicans, they've got like the Santa Muerta, which is like the angel of death. They You'll see some people sometimes have like the skeleton, like it's a, like their version of the Grim Reaper. Uh, kinda. Yeah. yeah, like the sugar skulls. Yeah. Yeah, I keep those around too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, actually the sugar skulls are actually um, a, a good thing. Believe it or not, the mm-hmm. skulls aren't a bad thing. They're actually a sign of rebirth and um, kind of like the phoenix rising from the ashes. Mm-hmm. So, 
Oh, okay. People get scared as well. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not. Right? Mexicans, Mexicans think skeletons. It's a bad thing. It's a sign of rebirth. Yeah. You know, getting rid of what no longer serves you to get something new and good in your life. So. I think the Mex Mexican culture uses skeletons more as like representing the spirits rather than just like, yes, you know, they do. They do. stuff. Yes, they do. They believe in a lot of with their ancestors. And I know doing past mm -hmm. life readings a lot of times there, I noticed certain um, people with certain backgrounds a lot of times they will, it seems like in their readings, they'll come up kind of like they reincarnated into the same family. Now I'm calling talking about reincarnation. I know I sound like a loop. <laughs> that interests the hell out of me. Stay on it. But yeah, I'll let's talk about reincarnation. I, yeah. They'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have people in my you know, family tree that were nuns, and it's coming up that they were nuns and they were the patriarchy was too much for them. And you know what I mean? And it's always the same Mexicans and Hispanics, uh, Asians, um, Native Americans. Those are some major cultures that I find that in. And then there's others that. You know, like a lot of European cultures, they don't really have so much of the ancestry in it. But it's interesting. You, you mentioned reincarnation, and that's what like yeah. makes my brain hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. I don't mean to hurt your brain. It's just a belief that I have. It's a belief that I, I can't get over just because I've had my own experiences with it. Um, I, I like I said I do past life readings um, and I find and, and those even sound kind of like cool and fun too. But a lot of things with past life readings too, a lot of people don't realize is what it focuses on is mainly the lives that, that lessons you didn't learn in past lives and are putting you in this life. A lot of times that's what comes up in past life readings. So but, with reincarnation, how does I guess how does that work? Well, like if you're you shitty know, in the last life, you. Um, my belief is that you plan out your life before you. Come here, uh, you die, you go to the other side. Um, there's a place that a lot of people that have had near-death experiences called like the Hall of Records or like a library where you can review all your lifetimes and you kind of figure out what lessons you need to learn before you can ascend higher and you decide when you're gonna come back and who's gonna be your parents and kind of, it's kind of a predestined thing. You decide whether you're gonna have a good life, bad life, you know, what, hmm. what do you deserve? What do you need to learn? So um, huh. that's kind of my own theory of it. It's in quite a few texts, but um, yeah, it's really prevalent in Hinduism reincarnation. Which yeah, it's that's kind of cool. cool. You know, it's definitely a pseudoscience. You know, the whole thing. So you know, there's a lot of different um, views on it. That's just my personal view of it. But you'll talk right. to other people, and they'll tell you other things. So. Mm. I don't know. I just I remember because I was always super skeptical of it, and I'm not saying I'm balls of the wall for anything right now. I'm totally invested, believing. But uh, I remember it was a couple of years ago. Do you know who Art Bell was? Bell, the radio host, Coast to Coast AM. Okay. Yes. 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 So I used to listen to him like daily with my grandpa, like every night when I have sleepovers there or whatever. And uh, I remember he passed away a couple of years ago, and I can remember. I watched this Facebook live stream with this guy who was known for channeling spirits. And I thought, Oh, it's hoodoo crap. You know, he's, how do you know he's really talking to this dude's mom or whatever? But I remember he was talking to art bell and I'm like, Holy shit. That's him. 
Like that was so weird. And it sent chill. It still sends chills down my spine talking about it. Like he has like a very recognizable voice and that was 100% his voice. And that was weird. And you know, so. some things can't be explained. And that's something that I tell people all the time, you know, some things just can't be explained. I mean, some people have very analytical and logical minds and, in the work that I do, some things just can't be explained. And the only mm. thing I say is the cards never lie. So I might not know what I'm talking about, but those cards say something. <laughs> so do, do you think there are people out there like in your line of work that do that do try to just take advantage of people? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible problem. Um, I have people come to me all the time that say, you know, I went and saw this psychic and their reading was, they said their reading was $25 and I got there and they told me that I had something evil on me and it would cost $500 they could take Ooh. it off and I had to come back in eight days and give them $500 and I did like and then nothing changed. So they told me it was going to be $700 more and I had to come back in a week and I'm just like, and you did it. Don't tell me you didn't. You know, I'm just like. That's like those computer viruses. Yeah. No legitimate psychic is going to do that. No legitimate psychic will do any work for you. Any legitimate psychic is going to tell you to do your own work <laughs> right. Anna Anna, Anna <laughs> told me that the Mexican like mountain ladies is I think what she called them the, the kind of one like the, the people in Mexico that'll come mm -hmm. down and like do the exercising and stuff all you gotta do is give them a meal and that's all they'll do with the, they'll do everything for you really? yeah, yeah it's you know and then there's you know in that culture too now I don't want to put it down because you're right. I mean, they're if you go down to Mexico, yeah, they will. They they will do it for you, but they're not going to keep taking your money, and they're not going to be asking for it. It's going to be like, you know, bring me his shoe, bring me, you know, bring me what mm -hmm. I need, and I'll yeah. do it for you. It's yeah. not, and then you can leave them a donation. It's not like it's going to be seven hundred dollars, and then it's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the no, going rate no, for getting no, rid of spirits. No. <laughs> I actually had somebody spam my Facebook page. I think. His, his name was Mabby Cole or something, and it was all like, it was all under his, but it was all these like fake testimonials about how he, you know, somebody sent him $600 and he changed their, they were married in a month. And and I was oh, just like, yeah. I had to block him, like erase all of his posts, report him to Facebook. I was like, apologize to like the 1400 people I have on my Facebook page. Like, I'm sorry, don't listen, I do not endorse this. Like my page is banned. Well, it's so it's been it's like scientifically proven. I would I say scientifically knowing that that's very broad to say that, but that like that people really do have auras, and it doesn't seem that crazy to me that auras like when you're when you pass on that your like aura or whatever could remain attached to something or like still be present in an area. Yeah, so. we have here in Omaha. Well, actually, it's in Plattsmouth, so it's like thirty minutes south of here. Um, we have like the largest um, haunted artifact museum collection in the world at the museum of shadows i, I wouldn't want to go there <laughs> i've been there once i might have to pay omaha cool. visit <laughs> yeah it's down in plattsmouth it's actually really cool it was in springfield and they moved it now so it's actually really cool i, I don't want to go down there i don't mess with that kind of stuff and my <laughs> wife is always like oh when we were in california she's like oh we need to go to the queen victoria and i'm like ah oh, no we don't i was <laughs> like let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't know I think it's yeah funny. you know and that's a really you know that's kind of the whole I mean, they do actually have cameras that can take pictures of the aura. I've had a bunch yeah. of um, but, you know, It's like an electromagnetic day, aura. It doesn't die, just our body dies. Our, our body mm -hmm. houses our energy. So, you know, if you think about it, what are spirits? They're energy. Right. Yeah. That, doesn't, that just doesn't seem that crazy to me to... That we're all for, just energy. Yeah, for that to be a thing, yeah.
No. At I least, mean, at least for me to to not a hundred percent be like, oh, that's just a bunch of BS. It's like, like uh, it's it's enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that kind of happening. It's like you said, there's just not there's just some things you just can't freaking explain with the exactly you know, the scientific um, model. So. <laughs> And, you know, I'll be the first one to say, you know, what I do is total in the classes I take and, you know, everything's based around a pseudoscience. So I understand that, you know, not really anything can be proven 100%. But, you know, if it's something that you're willing to be open with and open-minded and give a try, I say, contact me, give me a call, email me, reach out to me on Facebook. Yeah. And you can do stuff uh, like readings and stuff online like you did one for I Kayla. Do. I do cool. a lot of them online over the phone, um, mm. just like Skyping or through Google Duo. Cool. Huh. Yeah. That could, and I, you know, it's like you said, October, it could be a fun <laughs> thing to up. do with the with the <laughs> significant other, you know. That's yeah. right. You never... <laughs> I <do those> readings. <laughs> yeah. Spooky. I'm sure those get interesting. Oh, they do, especially when the couples show up together. Oh, you get like couples, and it's like, yeah, y'all ain't lasting. Then I do them together, and it's kind of you, 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 and you, you, you. But if you do this, yeah. Do you ever get them, and it's like, yeah, y'all, y'all ain't gonna make it. Oh, they don't start yelling at each other, but they start doing the dirty glances across the table. Oh no! And then one's rubbing the other one's leg, telling them to calm down. Oh, you. I guess you probably had the opposite though. There, you've had probably had couples come in and just had very, very positive experience, and very much so. Um, mm. I I've called several pregnancies actually. Oh, um, awesome! Yeah, um, there was. Um, I was at an event last. Actually, it was last Halloween weekend, and not last Halloween weekend, but it was the week, last weekend fell on a Halloween, or, or last Halloween fell on a weekend. So it was like the Saturday before some, the Sunday of Halloween. And I was um, working at a bar that called me in to do readings for like one of their events. And there was um, some newlyweds that came for a reading. And that was, a, that was, I, if I wasn't stoic, I probably would have been crying because it was the sweetest reading Aww. ever. They had <laughs> I saw it coming within a year. They had just bought their dream home and I told them that. And they were like, oh, how did you know that? And I, I mean, I was seeing, you know, glimpses of their, um, it's called clairvoyance when you see like pictures in your head. I was seeing glimpses of their honeymoon. So I was able, it was actually a very accurate reading because they were telling me, oh yeah, yeah. I was seeing glimpses of their honeymoon in the tropics and it was like, it was very, it was very sweet. So, you know, yeah, I do get the opposite of that too. <laughs> That's good. They got that positivity around here. You know? There's not enough of that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's not actually. Sometimes you know, I I love my job, but I can't say that I don't feel burnt out sometimes because sometimes there's a lot of negative negative energy flying at me, and sometimes all week long, and you're just like, I need a refresher. <laughs> you know. Well, burnout. I think burnout's an interesting thing because it's not really about like. Burnout's not about not liking your job. It's about self-confidence. And it's like if you're feeling negative or down on yourself mm -hmm. as compared to your ability to do the job, I think it has way more to do with that than with your job. Right. I think so, yeah. And as a sensitive, I'm reading all this energy. And like I said, you know, you get, you're picking up all these negative vibes all week. It really it can cause burnout. <laughs> I bet. You know, I'm absorbing that energy. I'm putting my place in a, in a position to absorb that energy too. So sometimes I have to remind myself it's not all my crap. <laughs> you know, right. I have to cleanse. So I have a yeah. very rule about not working on Sundays. <laughs> very strict. Not working on, not working on Sundays. Sundays. I don't work on Sundays. I'm very strict about it. 
Mm. That's a good rule. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably a good well, thing I don't, to do. I don't work because NFL football is on, but <laughs> that's not as important. <laughs> no, I sit in my room in my pajamas and hide all day. I don't even like <sighs> Like my first friends, like they even know, like, don't go over to our house on a Sunday unless it's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're running at about time here. I think uh, so. Yeah. One. Do you have well, anything you want to plug? Thank you for having me. Thank you yeah. so much. This is interesting as you, hell. You said that you um you can do like the readings and stuff online. If if are you like do you need more clients? I, mean, I just know there's some oh, people that absolutely. just have way too many clients. If you would um like to um give out my information, yeah. uh, people can reach out to me um and see a lot more information on my Facebook page which is facebook.com slash readings by Lindsay, or you can call or text me at 262-577-1794 and we can set up something from there. Awesome. Heck yeah. Sounds good. All right. We'll uh, send you the link. If you want to share it around, that's cool. Absolutely. Uh, I will. Rassles, you don't have to. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, yeah. Make sure y'all like us on Facebook. Bread and Circuses by Big Bill Media. Give us that five star Apple review. That tarot reading for Caleb was totally unplanned. We had Dude, no we did idea. Not that. Plan that. <laughs> I, I, full disclosure, I've never had a tarot reading. I know a couple people that have the cards, but yeah, I've never. I have no one. Yeah, Some so. of those things she would say, I was like, because chills were going up my spine. I was serious. like, dang, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. Check out our Redbubble buyer stuff. All right. <laughs> Love you. Peace hey, out. Yeah, deuces, All guys. Right, Thank bye. you.